they came out into the open. I've no doubt it existed for probably centuries, maybe even a thousand years beforehand and under different names and guises. A fraternity, which was called at the time the Rosicrucians, or the Rosicrucian Society, not the fake one. They always have dummies. And they have a fake one, which uh, is based in California. They have a real one in Pennsylvania and the big one in Switzerland. Now, the Queen Elizabeth I court, I uh, hear the commercials coming, so I'll be back after these messages. Listening to the National Intel Report with your host, John Statmiller. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and I'm back standing in for John Statmiller. I was talking about going back in time to try and trace this great. Agenda, this great work, as it's called, in higher circles. It openly emerged in the court of Queen Elizabeth I of England. You had uh, Walter Raleigh, you had um, Francis Bacon around in those days, John Dee, who was an agent as a spy for Queen Elizabeth I, his number was 007. And... Um, the whole idea of bonded, of course, means you swear allegiance to your bonded. That's why you have James Bond with 007. We're always being made uh, a mockery of through our ignorance. And the easiest way to control peoples is to keep them in ignorance and eradicate the past. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth I court made its money and its fortunes by acquiring tremendous wealth by plunder. She authorized... Uh, the plunder of the Spanish vessels that were in the high seas. They stole the gold and so on and accumulated great treasuries of wealth. And those who did the dirty work were well rewarded and became knights and peers of the realm. They were all Rosicrucian. They believed in a higher intellect that they possessed. And they believed there were different species in a, in a sense from the rest of the public the rest of the public were called commoners. They also, the commoners married commonly. They did not plan their marriages or, or pick through genetic breeding um, the best partner, so they were called commoners. Therefore, they were treated like, almost like, well, actually, they weren't treated like animals, there's no doubt about it. And they were often called animals by the elite. It's an odd thing to realize that nothing has really changed. You have a psychopathic, inbred elite who pass on their genes with the psychopathy uh, to their offspring, who are given special training in the art of controlling and governing the minds of the public. No different than the pharaohs of ancient Egypt. Uh, when they were young, they were instructed by the high priest around them on how the behavior of the ordinary person works, of what the needs are of the ordinary person, their desires, their drives, and how easy it is to control them if you meet a minimum standard of those desires. 
Well, the Rosicrucians knew this too. And they planned a world empire in the 1500s. John Dee actually coined the term the British Empire and suggested it would be based on a form of takeover through free trade. And those who would come into the compact of free trade would have to eventually take on the same, what they would call a democratic form of government um, and to get the special um, most favored nation uh, trading status, treaties given to them to keep so much of their taxes for themselves. This has been going on for over 500 years, the same agenda. When it became so well known what the Rosicrucians were about, they created a Freemasonic society. Change the name again. Now, Freemasons always show the pyramid because the pyramid has a capstone. The capstone is kept in secret from the public. It's always above the light, but it gives light to all the, the workers down below who work towards this system. That's why you have the eye of Lucifer between the capstone and the rest of the pyramid. The, the pyramid is always pictured as being in a wasteland uh, on the dollar bill, for instance. If you look at it, it's on a wasteland uh, with shrubs, uh, pretty well dead, little broken twigs, etc. That's the populace. That's the people. Uh, the dead, the world of the dead. This hasn't changed for hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of years. An ancient society runs the world based on selective breeding, with picking their mates for certain qualities like Plato talked about in his book, The Republic, uh, a book everyone should read, because it talks about breeding people at the end in this utopia, breeding people to be specific types of workers, specially made people, and that rings almost along the lines of cloning. Uh, I don't think Plato had that in mind at the time, but he knew, like animals, you could breed traits in or out of, of domesticated animals. If you want an aggressive attack dog, you breed aggressive draw dogs, male and female, and there's a good chance you'll have your aggressive attack, attack dog. If you want a good pet that will get along with children, you simply breed out the aggressiveness and you, you keep mating them till they have a passive Labrador. It's the same with people. Now, psychopathy, or the, or the psychopathic personality, is an interesting subject because really that is a system that gave us our culture. Our culture today is not a humane culture. It's a competitive system where those with the most psychopathic traits are liable to succeed at the expense of others. A trait of the psychopath is they have no conscience. Those who get up into the higher levels of anything in this system do it over the bodies or the lives or the broken families of others, and that is called success. And the people tend to cheer them on. It's rather amazing to see the public groveling and bowing and scraping to people like Oprah, who are presented to them as having all the answers to please them. This goes back once again to ancient times, because there is nothing new under the sun. The people will always give power to the beast, and the beast system was always the epitome of the basest things in human nature. Those who get to the top through any means possible are the beast, basically. Uh, we have no chance of altering anything. 
unless people recognize this and start bringing back some form of values into their life, values which would have to be extended to other peoples and all peoples. The problem is today, the last people to realize that uh, their system and their country is pretty well gone because it was never theirs in the first place uh, is the United States. They were chosen to, maybe not initially, it's hard to say, it's very difficult. There was a lot of Freemasons in there who talked about a global uh, government. Uh, they called it a federation of nations uh, to be run by 12 wise men, according to Benjamin Franklin in his, his letters and diaries. They envisaged a, a certain system on their particular viewpoint. And today we already have this same system, only it's definitely deviant, but it was meant to be in the first place, we don't know. But it certainly has been pushing towards a deviant system, with a deviant culture at the very end of it. And 50 years ago, the big think tanks got busy, because they knew towards the end of the system and this way of life, which would have to come to an end, they knew themselves that, that their own corruption would spread down to the lowest orders of, of the public. And it has. People are now terribly based as opposed to how they used to be. They've been made so through entertainment primarily. And they copy what they see as the ancients always knew. We have... Um, so they planned a system where they start to eradicate the public. They knew they wouldn't need so many people to exist and live in a scientific era. This, um, this era is here. It's been here for a long time, in fact. And uh, it's no coincidence that when the big boys like Charles Galt and Darwin could write about the depopulation program necessary uh, to save not the planet, but at that time he said to save the elite from being overrun by commoners in the 1950s in his book, The Next Million Years, it's no coincidence that the things that he suggested that they do to the public, including sterilization of them through inoculations and tampering with food and water supplies to make them infertile, it's no coincidence that we see that has happened. The fastest growing business in the U.S. today is actually the, the, the infertility clinics. The United Nations has published openly for the last few years that the sperm count in the average Western male is down by 75% of what it was before, uh, before 1950. So in a short time, most men now are three-quarters sterile. This is no coincidence. As I say, it was published a long time ago. We're seeing the effects all around us. The very fact they can announce the statistics every year without saying, my goodness, uh, this is a crisis as it obviously should be, means that it's meant to happen. We're just living an agenda. The Masonic societies, even at the bottom levels, are the agencies which are sworn to uphold this particular system, no matter how bad it is. It's odd that the same Masonic societies in centuries gone by were the very vehicles by which they pushed for revolution. Once the revolutions were over and a particular group were in, they allow all kinds of atrocities to occur. 
because they're told to at the top. Remember, it's a, a pyramid system where you take orders from the top and you must obey them without question. We can go back to the 1500s and carry on from there. In the 1700s, they gave a Masonic society for the middle classes, which they knew they'd have to create in order to control uh, the system of uh, an industrial revolution to keep the rest of the public in their place and to keep the same system going. And now here comes another break, so I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? The school, that's what they said. The Constitution was about. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? The school, that's what they said. The Constitution was about. Dominion of Canada. 
Canada under the dominion of London. Now it's called the Commonwealth since World War II. They give a, a more fuzzy, nice sound to it, the Commonwealth of Nations. But this Commonwealth of Nations was supposed to blossom into a United Nations under a world government, again with front men leading the world government, backed by a multi-leveled bureaucracy which would govern the fears of the planet in a more scientifically efficient way. It's interesting to note that even though they always talk about science being their new type of god, at least their method of controlling nature, as they called it in days gone by, by the breaking down understanding of nature, which was science, they could control the world and everything in it and perfect all that which was left imperfect, as the Masons say. And they have been doing it, when you think about it. They've been altering all your crops for years, long before you were told about it. They've been altering people genetically through inoculations. Most people today have very poor immune systems, uh, which again was part of the targets uh, that Galton Darwin and others talked about. Um, you don't want a fit, healthy society, especially when you don't want a mentally active society being in existence when you're bringing about the biggest changes in history for thousands of years. And this new world order is to bring around the biggest changes in history you've ever, ever witnessed. It's to be a brand new way of living, and eventually there'll be no breeding at all uh, by choosing a partner. You'll be lucky to even um, have a clone made of you unless you serve the system very well down the road. This has been talked about openly at meetings, world meetings. They have discussed the fact that the base material, meaning the general public, those who haven't climbed the ladder of success, uh, all the, the junk genes, as they would call it, are left behind. They can't evolve any further on their own, so therefore the general public uh, have to gradually be disposed of in a world where you don't need so many uh, hard laborers anymore, especially in a post-industrial society. Uh, where do all those people fit in? Well, guess what? They don't fit in. They're not meant to work in classrooms. They're not meant to work as professors. That's what people did in factories before for a couple of hundred years. Where did they, were they supposed to go? Nothing was made for them. They were the they were the the eggshells that uh, Mr. Rockefeller talked about uh, at his Global Citizenship Award meeting. He said you can't make an omelette, which is the new world order, in an international society. You cannot make an omelette without breaking the eggs. And so for a generation or two or three or more, you'll have incredible chaos in society as people try to readjust into this new system. That's the world we're living in. Uh, it's been to us by a thousand different directions from areas and we better understand what we're really up against before we can take it on back in a few minutes you're tuned in to the national intel report the real talk radio show
John Stadmiller. And I've just been told that Michael Herzog is back to give us an update uh, about what's happened out at New Hampshire, the Browns. Hello? Hello, Alan, how you doing? Not so bad, how are you? I'm <laughs> pretty good, are you having a good show? Yes, uh huh. Okay. Well, listen, yes, I do have an update. Um, I had an update on my show, but there seems to be some uh, further events transpiring, and I wanted to give the, the, the listeners on John's show uh, a quick overview here. First of all, the, uh, uh, the press conference went off well. It, uh, it went on at 2 o'clock, and uh, uh, John and I went down and had a conference with the county sheriff in which uh, basically we had a chat with him about... Uh, uh, whether he would be opposed to us having the county attorney uh, look into this as far as convening a grand jury to investigate the actions of the court. And the sheriff said that there would he would have no opposition to that. Now, that's fine. That's well and good. And, again, the, the conference went off well. Now, the, 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 the latest event is that I had called my son to download... Uh, he, he had called me and told me that he had watched the entire conference on uh, one of the station's websites, one of them which would be www.wmur.com, and that's out of, uh, I believe it's out of Boston. And uh, I asked my son to download it and uh, uh, email it to us. He went back on to download it, and it was gone. Now, what he found was, and this is what's interesting, he found another press conference that they did with the U.S. Marshals just after our press conference. Mm-hmm. And the questions, some of the questions that the reporters had, two, uh, two in particular, uh, is what were they doing about the, uh, uh, the supporters of Elaine and Ed Brown? And the marshal answered that they are being followed, number one. And uh, the next question was, uh, do you plan on arresting any of them? And the marshal said yes. Now, we have not yet seen that video, but I would uh, request that all of the listeners go in to www.wmur.com, download it for themselves, and take a look. That's what I have for you at this moment. Okay, so we'll keep you posted. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate it, okay? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Okay. Yes, I asked you, too, what... what, uh um, how many protesters are there? Well, it's, it's not protesters. I mean, you know, they're talking about supporters. And uh-huh. when they held the press conference, um, you know, the, the Ed, Ed Brown got up and spoke for about 10 minutes. Then he turned it over to his wife, Elaine. Uh, of course, there was a question and answer with Ed. He turned it over to Elaine. She spoke for about 10 minutes, and uh, there was a question and answer with her. Then they turned it over to John Statmiller. There was a, uh, about 10 minutes with John, a question and answer, and then it went to me. There was another 10 minutes with questions and answers, and then it went to Randy Weaver, and question and answers, and then the press conference ended. So, um, and what I understand, and I just got the report from my son, that after the conference had ended, the press did a press conference with the U.S. Marshal's Office asking questions about what was said at the first press conference. Yeah. Okay? So... Did the marshal mention anything to you about arresting supporters? Or? No, I, the only the only report I've got is a report from my son. We are on the road right now. We don't have access to yeah. a computer, so I'm, my son is kind of my eyes for me right now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, he's he's giving me reports, and I'm re- relaying him on. And I'm also asking the listeners, you know, to go in and take a look for themselves, um, because right now John and I are blind. Uh, yeah. We we don't have access. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right, Thanks very good. Much. And that's the update for the moment, okay? Okie doke. All right, thank you, Alan. I appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. Bye now. Yeah, well, there you have uh, the latest there, but this is not unusual for the public to be told one thing while you're there, and then you get a different version filmed and uh, and shown to the public, uh, to the rest of the public afterwards. The, the news has been very good at this over many, many years of uh, censoring uh, by omission of certain clips. You can change the whole perspective just by omission in one or two clips, in fact, of any particular situation. However, I do know, uh, because I have friends in the U.S. who travel a lot, uh, one woman who visits her relatives in Texas every year was detained at the airport in Pennsylvania for five hours before she was told uh, that she was down as a, a financial terrorist. And a financial terrorist is a term they're using now for anyone who withholds taxes of any kinds which the federal government claims is due to them. I've no doubt that will expand to include, include the states, any state as well, taxes, and probably eventually your parking tickets even. We are under, the, the whole Western world is under the same anti-terrorist rules. It was um, planned years before 9-11. That's why every country, including little Finland and Sweden, uh, signed the same exact same laws into their country at the same time. Uh, as the United States did. This was planned this way, and as Carl Quigley said, the professor, uh, Carl Quigley, who uh, was a mentor to Clinton, according to Clinton himself, Bill Clinton, uh, he said that wars are meant to change societies. He said you can change society more on a social level within five years of war than you can with 50 years of peace and propaganda. So society has already changed, and it won't matter, as we well know through experience, who is voted in next, because the agenda continues, and it will continue as long as we're, we're all obeying the United Nations. Um, we don't realize that since every country signed the United Nations in 44, 45, starting with the Atlantic Charter, which was a blueprint for the United Nations, uh, no country signing that became sovereign anymore. That was made official, even though it's not taught in the schools anymore. It used to be taught at one time. And therefore, you're already under international uh, maritime law. Uh, that's what we're all under. Again, a maritime law going back to Queen Elizabeth I's reign, uh, when the pirates ruled the seas on behalf of the Queen. That's why they had a skull and bones, because we're all pre-Masonic Rosicrucians who partook in stealing the wealth of others. You'll find the same thing in the book by Albert Pike where he talks about uh, the need to use all means to acquire vast amounts of wealth including the stock market at any means possible and then becoming the masters over the masters of the world as Albert Pike put it. He then financed uh, Giuseppe Mazzini to start the revolutions over in Italy. Uh, Giuseppe Mazzini just means uh, Joseph Mason in Italian. So they love those little tricks that they play on us. But yeah, they've been funding revolutions down through history. The people who go into the revolutions always expect one outcome, and lo and behold, you find you just furthered the plan of, of the, the nefarious bonds you were opposing in the first place. That's very clever. 
They also planned a revolution in France, uh, again tailor-made for the French. This was a, a nation already of basically one type of people. And uh, they did another one for the Soviet Union. Uh, Giuseppe Mazzini started up the international um, uh, party, the internationalists. That became the Communist Party. And the guy who took over from Giuseppe Mazzini on behalf of the Royals, uh, the, the Scottish branch of Freemasonry, was uh, Lenin. And they called it the Communist Party. This was all planned from London and financed from London. A great trick, uh, buy and create your own op opposition with the intent of bringing new power structures into being uh, for the future in which you're already in charge. To take over vast areas like what became the Soviet Union, many countries were amalgamated into it and standardized under the one system. Once that's done, you just bring them back into the fold. You don't have to fight a war with each individual country. They're already standardized. And that was a very, very clever plan, which uh, succeeded tremendously well. And that's why the wall eventually in Berlin went down. Nothing to do with uh, it falling from within. It was the orders. And Michael Gorbachev, who was the president of the Soviet Union at the time, gave a speech which you can still find, and I believe is still in the archives of the Toronto Sun, he gave his farewell speech to the Politburo, uh, and it was published in the papers here. He said, uh, you'll hear that shortly communism will be dead. Don't believe it. He said, we're simply moving on to the next phase of global uh, socialism, which was always the plan in the first place. Then you jump from there, you jump back to the Club of Rome, which is affiliated with all the other big clubs, including the Bilderbergers. And the Club of Rome said that it searched the world for different forms of government. They find the best ways to control the public, and they found that collectivism or socialism or communism was the best means for a few to rule over. That's what's coming into play today, and they've been working hard on this for many, many, many years, including all the reactions they expect to get from uh, various people within society in the Western world, as they pull off this final phase of it. The agenda was to kick off in 2001 on the last leg. Arthur C. Clarke, a very high Freemason, wrote The Allegory in 2001, a movie, uh, back in the 1960s. It was to be complete by 2010. That was the title of his second book and the second movie. And, of course, we, we already know that by 2010, the, the U.S. and Canada and some parts of Latin America are to be totally, not only integrated, but up and running as an integrated new uh, continent, uh, a government, a counterpart of the, the European Union, in fact, a clone. And in the free trade negotiations, which happened in the 80s and into the 90s, which was a precursor of NAFTA, they actually discussed where to put the new capital they decided they would put it in Montreal, for those who don't know yet, uh, not to upset people by thinking it was run by America. So <laughs> this kind of stuff has been published in little paragraphs in newspapers, uh, not the main stories, and never will be the main story until you're under that kind of government and they see their victory in sight. Uh, that's when the real boys that run the world will come forward, so-called hidden masters, as they call themselves, when there's no opposition against them, and not before. However, they still have to officially declare 
super integrated. They have integrated the border systems in Canada and the U.S. There's been the newspapers here. Right after 2001, November 11th, uh, they also published that the FBI had opened offices up in Canada. They also uh, mentioned that um, the CSIS, which is the Canadian Intelligence Service, uh, is now blended totally with the CIA and no doubt the branches in, in Latin America too. And that certain high-level bureaucrats from Ottawa can apply for jobs in similar positions in Washington, D.C. and vice versa. Well, if that doesn't mean total integration, I don't know what does. It's already happened. It's been happening for a few years now. Uh, this, as I say, is really the complete idiot's guide to the new world order. The information is out there, but the, the average person and the public are too busy chasing rainbows or shadows or shadow people to notice the big things that are really happening, which eventually will affect them. What's happening to the Browns will happen to many, many more people in the near future as money gets scarce, as uh, as we all know, it says the inflation is rampant now. The dollar is becoming like the lira or the peso. And gasoline, uh, as predicted, would go out of sight. And diesel, too. All foods, all stuff is transported to the stores by diesel. And the guy at the bottom pays the cost of it all. We're now being brought down to a level of the, a good part of the world, while at the same time, the U.S. pays and funds the last leg of the takeover in the Middle East to standardize that country too, or those countries as well, into this global agenda. Once that's over, we'll all be a nice global plantation, living in happy habitat areas that the United Nations um, are not going to call the big cities, uh, making beads, I guess, for Chinese tourists maybe, if we're lucky and someone else will make the string to put them on. Uh, that's their, their plan, is to start taking down the populations of the world in the very near future. Those who run this world do not believe in non-productive people serving them. They run on efficiency. Their, their world is one of economics, not humanity, uh, not humanitarian feelings, uh, not emotions, not love uh, or anything else. They're almost insect-like in the way they view the general public. Uh, as I say, we are a separate species to them. That's how they view us. We've allowed them to inoculate everyone heavily since 1950s on. We've watched the death rates go up, uh, and, and what used to be called aging diseases come down into younger age groups until now you even have juvenile arthritis. Uh, we have autism in about one in five families throughout the country. Uh, not only autism, with attention deficit and different degrees of the same thing of autism. That's all it is, is different degrees of the same problem uh, after they get in their mumps, rubella, etc., their vaccines early on. A true autism uh, prior to the 50s was fairly rare, it was, it was rare, and uh, it was generally noticeable from birth. The new autism for the New World Order starts two weeks after they get their inoculations at the age of two. This is 
dies because it's meant to happen. As I say, you don't want a bright, intelligent, well-educated population existing while you take people through the greatest changes that have happened for thousands of years. And the changes they're talking about, as I say, are so alien to even the present system, which is corrupt enough. The next uh, society will be there to serve societies, to serve the state, the world state. Um, there'll be no personal choice in anything. Ultimately, there'll be brain chips and monitoring, and you will be able to even think as a distinct, separate individual. This was stated at the Loyola, uh, Loyola University meeting in Louisiana about five years ago now. There's a world science meeting where they brought in all the top specialists with uh, various kinds of microchipping, surgeons and medical professionals, and they said they have a chip ready to go, which will, once embedded, will integrate with your nervous system and receive and transmit messages. And then uh, it will be impossible to even think of yourself as a separate individual. What a future, eh? I'll be back in a few moments. Anyway, all the stores have cameras, 
and they have your voice print on that that thing too. It also takes your voice. And here they are wanting your driving license as well, just to make it easier for them to to ID you as a as a, a smoker. Maybe they'll send the SWAT teams down to you eventually. The anti-smoking SWAT team will barging into your home when you lights up, or maybe we'll have to go down to the street corner where they used to sell dope, and uh, you know ask the guy who's looking rather suspicious uh, if he's got any uh, golden Virginia there and pay big bucks for it, because that's what it's coming down to in this totalitarian system where they inject all kinds of poisons into you with the intent of destroying your immune system and with the intent of dropping the points of the IQ level quite uh, sharply. Uh, and, and yet here they are telling you they care about your health as they spray you every day from the skies just like bugs. So when there's no real logic to what they're doing, you know, there's a real purpose somewhere. And the purpose is that smoking seems to counteract the effects of these particular spray drugs that are coming down on people. And some of us have done our own informal surveys and found this to be true. It's also interesting that even the, the Indians up here in, in Canada, who are way ahead of the white populations, because they've had enough of the white man and his promises and treaties, uh, they have they used tobacco in their, their ceremonies quite often. And they're still very mentally awake as well interesting little phenomena to observe but uh, yeah we're well on our way to this whole totalitarian system where shortly you'll need ID to buy a, a tin of beans if you're still, still silly enough to do so that's the kind of world that's being brought in is that the kind of world which we're going to accept uh, do you want your own child asking you for ID when you walk in like a total stranger because that's also the world that's coming uh, everyone's been divided and conquered. It's up to the older age groups to do something, the ones who have the history in their mind and in their brain uh, and who have the knowledge and wisdom 